Welcome back in. Brittany Farkas show right here on this Friday on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Joining us now, as he does every single Friday at this time, is our guy Phil Perry, NBC Sports Boston Patriots insider, getting ready for Pats and Chargers coming up this Sunday afternoon. Should be a very good game. Phil, best Halloween candy is what, though? Pressing questions off the bat. I love this. Best Halloween candy to me, I, I, I like to keep it kind of classic. Brady, I'm a big old Twix fan. Yeah, I love. I just love a Twix. It's simple. It's easy. The chocolate, the caramel. I, I will say, I'm very. I feel like this is a hot button topic this year. Very down on candy corn. I'm a, yes. I'm out on candy corn. So in on Twix, out on candy corn. That's where I stand. Definitely out on candy corn as well. I appear to be in the minority of this though. I don't know if this is a very millennial thing of me, but. The fruit candies are getting no love. Skittles and and red and pink Starbursts aren't getting picked as anybody's favorites, but they are mine. The, so that, yes, so that's exactly what it is. You will eventually grow up, Brady, and you'll be out <laughs> on those. Okay. I don't know when it'll happen, but it will happen, and you'll be out. I used to be a big Starburst Skittles guy myself. It's it's too much for me these days. I also will say this, and maybe this is eventually why I got away from them. I actually am one of the few people that I know that has ever liked the yellow Starburst. I was always okay with the yellow Starburst. I feel like the yellow Starbursts are like trash to people. They just get thrown away as soon as they come out of the package. Yellow, good, but just not as good as pink and uh, just not as good as pink and red. So that's well, um, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so let's move over to the Pats. Uh, we were just talking about this. If the Pats win or lose this game, does it impact the trade deadline to you in any way coming up next week? I think they should be buyers either way. Brady, I really do. I, I They just have too many winnable games on their schedule, in my opinion. Uh, you know, it's not like it's easy, but they're also not loaded up with, you know, Tampa Bay types or Dallas types or, you know, the Browns will be a difficult game. This game against the Chargers will be a difficult game. The Bills, obviously, you got them twice still. Um, they're difficult, but I would also say they're winnable. And if you can make your team better without selling the farm, you know, I'm not saying trade a first round pick to get a you know, a third corner in here like that. I wouldn't advocate for that, but I do think you can make your roster better. Uh, and I think you can do it without debilitating yourself in the draft. And and to me, corner is really where I would be looking because I think they are, they are devoid. Uh, devoid is too strong. They're thin in terms of legitimate NFL caliber, caliber talent at that position. So that that's, that's where I would be looking if I'm them. Now, I'm frustrated to hear you say that. You mentioned corner. Tom Curran mentioned corner. It's true. They are thin at corner. They had Stephon Gilmore, and they had the answer in the room. Is my frustration validated? Sure. I I understand why you'd be frustrated. Um, My question to you would be, if you put your GM hat on, would you be willing to give Stephon Gilmore $15 million a year over three years? Which, which was essentially even a little bit more than that, maybe. Which was essentially the Darius Slay deal, which I think he would have an argument to make for himself that he's deserving of that. Um, but I know I wouldn't. And, I, and I've said that very plainly. I, I actually, this is what made it such a tough spot for both sides. I understand both sides. I understand Stephon Gilmore wanting to get paid what he thinks he's worth. I also understand the Patriots saying, we can't do it because you're 31, you're coming off an injury. That's a lot of money. We've already got a lot of money committed on some of these contracts that we just signed. Can we just like maybe sweep the pot a little bit, Steph? Can we just, you know, is there something else we can do to meet you halfway? And they just obviously couldn't do that. So I get your frustration. 
I don't think there was any way Gilmore was going to get on the field if he wasn't going to be paid like one of the league's best corners here in New England, and I don't think that would have been smart. Sticking with the DB room, J.C. Jackson said it, quote, wasn't a huge, it's not a huge <laughs> challenge trying to stop this Chargers passing defense. Why would he say that? Why would he say that? I don't know. Is this another millennial thing? Like, we got to get you and JC in a room together, talk about Starburst and Bolton board material. Like, yes. I, I don't, I, like, what, what's going on here? I, I just would say that it's not the biggest challenge. I mean, he's not totally wrong. It's not the biggest challenge they'll face all year. The Cowboys are better. The Bucks passing game was better, but it's a challenge. And, you know, why would you, why would you give them anything that they could use whatsoever? When it comes to motivation, especially a team that's coming off a bye, you know, they should be motivated as is. They should be feeling good. But maybe there, there's a little bit of a, a a malaise or an actual hangover there from their bye. And, yeah. and, and they're coming off of two really difficult games, one where they got shellacked by the Ravens and one where their defense just got run over and they ended up winning the thing because it was a shootout. But, man, they gave up 42 to the Browns. So I don't know why you have to give them any more motivation than they'd already have. Phil Perry, Pat's insider, NBC Sports Boston, with us here on the Brady Farkas Show. You can check him out on TV on Sunday, pre- and post-game live. Podcasts available everywhere on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Phil, you're getting a lot of love in the Patriots' Twitterverse today about an interesting exchange you had with Bill Belichick. Tell me about the uh, offense-defense question you asked him. Yeah, so this is something that I've wanted to ask him for a while. Now, really, ever since Saban said it, and – there never was a great window to do it. There was always something else to ask. And you know how these press conferences work where it's not, you know, you can't just unload the clip and, and you, you know, especially when it's virtual and, you know, just fire off everything that you've got on your notebook. And this one's kind of been, a, you know, somewhere on my notebook, so to speak, for, for almost a year because Saban said a year ago, basically, it's not enough to have a good defense anymore your offense has to be able to keep pace. And this is something that he's been very open about. He really talks about it when Lane Kiffin took over as offensive coordinator there. They said, look, we got to, we got to change the way we're looking at things here because, you know, even though we want to be a great defense, it's just, it's just not possible the way these teams are, are so explosive. And so we have to change some things that we're doing offensively. And he's bought into that. Saban has, and the rules are different in college than they are in the NFL. But I thought it would just be an interesting quote to pose to Belichick and just see what his reaction is and see if he feels at all similarly about the pro game. And I, I think in some ways he does, Brady. You know, the quote that has kind of made the rounds is that, hey, we want a Super Bowl score 13 points. That's pretty good. You know, that's a, that's an indicator of defense still matters. And it does. But he also acknowledged it's gotten harder to play defense because of the rules and some other different factors. And he and Saban, he says, have talked about this very – elements that is that is impacting their game right now Two old school defensive coaches that want to be able to to throw a shutout every game if they could that they both realize now at this point it's really hard to do but I think to Belichick's point the pro game is still a more balanced game than the than the college game you don't have to score 50 you don't have to score 30 every week to win at the NFL level in college it feels like you do is it fair for me to say that on a game-by-game basis a great defense can beat a great offense, but over the course of a season, I would rather have a great offense or be built around offense than build around defense. No doubt. I think that's a good way of putting it. You know, it's just between the rules, between the way that um, offenses are functioning now, the way they're innovating, the just how polished the quarterbacks are. Like, I think it just comes down to the skills of some of the quarterbacks these days, Brady. It's made it really hard 
for defenses. And again, the, you know, the rules, you know, the rules obviously impact the, the receivers in an obvious way in terms of how much contact there can be, but the rules impact the quarterbacks too. They can, they can sit back there and they're more comfortable than they've ever been in 2021 now. And that, that impacts the passing game too. But just look at, for instance, last year's AFC championship and NFC championship games where you've got uh, the chiefs and the bills, the bucks and the Packers, like MVP caliber, quarterbacks on the AFC side and Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks on the other side. You just, you have to be able to throw the full, and the defense is like, take them or leave them, like across the board. Like they're okay. And the, and the Bucks ended up being great at the very end of the year. But, you know, defense has just been reduced in terms of its importance, in my opinion. You can still win on a week-to-week basis. Um, but even Brady, like that Patriots Super Bowl win, for instance, how did they get that one touchdown they, they needed to win the game? Yes, Sony Michelle plunged it in from the one-yard line, but they got down close because Brady had an explosive pass play down to Rob Gronkowski down the yeah. seam that got him in scoring position. The AFC Championship game, the game before for the Patriots, they had to convert three consecutive third and tens through the air to make sure that they won that game and moved on to the Super Bowl. So the, the passing game is king in, in 2021, there's no doubt. You know, it's fascinating to me. For weeks, we were imploring Mac Jones to throw the ball downfield. Now Patrick Mahomes is saying, I need to stop throwing the ball down the field, and I need to, quote, just take what the defense is giving me. So I don't know that it's a question other than just there really is no such thing as perfect quarterbacking, is there? There's not because the defense gets paid too, right? And that's what I really think makes this matchup between the Chargers and the Patriots interesting is that their defense is designed, first and foremost, to defend the modern passing attack. They like to drop two safeties. They invest at pass rusher and at corner and at safety, but not so much at defensive tackle and not so much at interior linebacker. And so they are predictably soft against the run, but they're great against the pass. And as a result, they're, you know, points wise, they've been sort of a middling defense, but the Rams, which used the same scheme last year, they had great talent up front with Aaron Donald. They had a great corner in Jalen Ramsey. They were the best defense in football because they defended the explosive pass play, which coaches and teams are finding out. The more you have of those, like explosive pass plays can impact the outcomes, wins and losses almost as much, if not as much. I think it's I think it's actually exceeded turnovers in the at the college level, but it's very close at the NFL level. Like you can predict who wins and loses based on how explosive you are offensively and how many explosive plays you give up. The Chargers, that's all they want to do. And I think that's a statement on today's game. It's just if you can survive the haymaker and just deal with everything else you can end up being a pretty good defense. That's not the way it used to be. You used to be able to dictate outcomes with your defense. Now you're just trying to survive. Phil, I'll get you out of here on this. One, The thing that worries me the most about the Chargers is their aggressiveness. I watched every play of that Chargers game against Cleveland a few weeks ago, and they went for it on fourth down. God, it had to have been five times. And they went for it on fourth and 10 at their own 20. Like They are an offense like we've never seen before in terms of their aggressiveness consistently throughout a game. That worries me. You have to defend four plays against this team instead of three. Is that justified? It is, and that's a smart way to do it. I mean, Brandon Staley, to his credit, he's a young guy, but he knows what works, and he knows what his style is, and he knows what his approach is going to be going into the game. He is very analytically driven, and so that's why you see them being so aggressive on fourth down. That's why you see you know play action being used as often as it is. Um, you know, I think a lot of the the reasons – for how they play 
are based in the numbers. And Bill Belichick would say, well, those numbers aren't necessarily for my team. Like a lot of those numbers in terms of fourth down, when you should go for it, when you should, that's based on like 20 years of information that has nothing to do with the 2021 New England Patriots. Staley would look at it and say, well, yeah, it doesn't necessarily pertain to my team exactly. But when you're talking about the breadth of information that is going into those numbers that we're talking about, teams like my team are are scattered in there. And it's it's sort of, you know, when you have that amount of knowledge amassed or the amount of results amassed that you're looking at when it comes to breaking these situations down, we'll take our chances with what the numbers say. And so to me, again, you've got very different styles across the board. Chargers defense versus Patriots offense, new school versus old school. Chargers coach versus Patriots coach, new school versus old school. Chargers quarterback versus Patriots quarterback, Brady. Both young guys, new school prototype and Justin Herbert and very much an old school pocket passer in Mac Jones. It's a, it's a great matchup on a lot of different fronts. Pats beat this team 45 to nothing last year in December. It feels like about 20 years ago at this point. What's your gut for, uh, for Sunday? I have the Patriots winning this football game. Take a lot points, of people do. A lot of people do. Bet them on the money line, whatever you want to do, Brady, whatever you're comfortable doing. I would say that this is not the worst possible matchup that the Chargers could see, but it's a bad matchup for this Chargers defense. Again, for the reasons I listed, they want to play two high safeties. They're built to defend the pass. What are the Patriots built to do? They're built to have a fullback on the field with two tight ends, and they want to cram it down your throat. And they haven't always been able to do that this year. But I think they they showed some signs last week of being able to do that better. I think their offensive line is in a decent spot right now, where at least they have five starting caliber players along the offensive line, which they hadn't really all year leading up to last week. And just the way that you've invested, the way you've built, if you're the Chargers, can you do what you don't necessarily want to do on a week-to-week basis? Can you do what you don't practice to do on a week-to-week basis? Can you load the box? Can you hold up against the run? They showed they could not do that against two very old school in a lot of different ways, offenses in Cleveland and Baltimore. They got run over. The Patriots are similarly built. Cleveland has a bunch of tight ends. The Ravens have a bunch of backs. They want to be heavy. All of these teams, all three of these teams want to be heavy. They want to grind you out. The Patriots should be able to do that against the Chargers. And I think on the defensive side, they'll do enough to slow Herbert, not stop him, but slow him. And I have the Patriots winning this one, 27-24. I'll even give you a score, Brady. I hope you are right. I hope you are right. So Phil Perry, NBC Sports Boston, pre and post game live on Sunday on TV. Next Pat's podcast. Had a good interview. I haven't listened to it yet with Danny Woodhead uh, that came out this week. So Phil, appreciate the time and we'll do it again in seven days. Sounds good, Brady. Thanks for having me, buddy.